We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. Everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It has been a while. We had to regroup. It was a crazy weekend with the Mayweather, Jake Paul, excuse me, Mayweather, Logan Paul fight. Jake Paul and Mayweather to be continued. We shall see if we get that. But it was a crazy weekend. So we took a couple of days to just catch our breath before a long slate of combat sports this upcoming summer. Don't worry, though. We're back. Today, we're going to touch on the Mayweather fight. We're going to preview the full UFC card this weekend with style bender Israel Adesanya defending his title against Vittori in the main event. Nate Diaz is also on that card with a five-round fight. So we're going to talk about that. And then, of course, we got to wrap up with pro wrestling, all three combat sports in one for today. And we're going to preview NXT's In Your House pay-per-view, touch on the main roster, to talk a little bit about AEW. New Japan has a new champion. So our final stretch of the show is all pro wrestling. So that's what you guys love. Make sure you stick around for that. But Dre, to start it off, it was Miami. It was outdoors. It was raining. It was a robbery. Floyd Mayweather did it again. 
for an exhibition. Reports are over a million pay-per-view buys. A million is the floor of pay-per-view buys against a fighter who is 0-1 and a YouTuber. Why uh, Why stop? Why would he ever stop? Um, Because you can only rob the bank a few times in the same way, right? Like you have to figure out a new entry point to rob the bank. I feel like this was like the easiest bank robbery ever um, because it should never happen. This, this fight should have never happened, but it was for the sheer spectacle of it all. And people bought it into it. And I mean, people's curiosity crashed. Show the Showtime app didn't work. Uh, too many people trying to jump on at one time. It Shout was out to uh, everyone who bought it legally, yeah. right? And had to worry um, about that crash. And that's another thing to do over a million buys on this kind of a fight with people illegal streaming and the Showtime app crashing. That's it's pretty big. But I can't necessarily see Floyd doing this again in the same manner. I, I think he'll have he if he wants to do this again and I. A couple things. One, he did. I'm not going to say he looked bad because it wasn't that. It was more so that I don't think he really cared to look good. I think he looked at this fight. It was like, all right, I got my money. Yep. So I'm just going to because he, he at a certain I think I predicted he'd stop him early with a body shot. Floyd him to the body early. Oh, he Logan was tearing didn't go that body up. Yeah. Logan didn't go anywhere. Logan's like 200 pounds. I think at that point, Floyd was just like, eh, it's not going to be easy to get this kid out of here. I'm just going to just get through this fight. There's no reason to, like, break my fist trying to knock this kid out, and he's not going anywhere. I guess he could take a punch. And he's grabbing him all night. So, you know, I feel like I don't necessarily feel like uh, Floyd was all that interested in looking good anymore. So if the money ain't there, I don't think he's going to, like, press hard to, like, get it knocked. It's not – it's not like when he fought tension, who was smaller than me, just beat the shit out of the kid and went home. This, this week he was outweighed. There was a lot of things here. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not mad at the fight. There's people that are pissed. I'm like, I don't know what you guys expected. Like, I was watching it. Did it, was it fun? No, but I don't care. He broke the bank. That's what he wanted to do. It was fun. I thought it was entertaining. Deez and Samero were hilarious. I'm talking about the fight. I don't the, fight the spectacle of it was fun. Um, but I think I think you hit it right on the head when you said, is it worth breaking my hands to knock this guy out? And a lot of people forget that. There's a reason Floyd has had two knockouts, Conor McGregor being one of them, since like 2011. And that's because as he moved up in weight, the hands could not handle it. He has just on the record hand problems when throwing his hands and breaking them. So you go into an exhibition, not a real fight, you don't get paid more for a knockout as you do if it goes to the non-existent judges or if it goes the distance into the court of public opinion. The checks clear the same. When he noticed, oh, this guy is big. Oh, he can take a punch because guess what? He's been beat up in camp for like at least a year or two. So he knows what it feels like to be hit. Okay, he can take a body punch. He's not going to tire as much as I thought he was. It's eight rounds, not 10 like Connor. And obviously being an exhibition, a little different pace. The gloves went down. Floyd wanted the gloves to be smaller. Why? To hit him harder, to see if he can get him out early. The accumulation and the risk of breaking his own hands or something messing up in his hand, him having to get surgery, he ain't here for that shit no more. He's not going to, no, no. He's like, yo, these hands are for counting money. So if I can't take him out easy, 
shots to the body. He was digging to the rib. Oh, he's not going to go down with this? I'm not going to break my hands on his face. Not worth it. Because yeah, I don't know, get paid extra. I listen to people come up with all kinds of conspiracy theories about like how this fight was supposed to go and who, you know, Floyd looked bad and, you know, he, he made boxing look bad. Shut up. Here's why I tell y'all to shut up. The ones who are saying that, y'all don't really watch boxing anyway. Or the ones who are saying that, y'all going to watch Pacquiao Spence. None of this shit's going to matter at the end of the day. Nope. Like this fight is, this fight happened and, uh, you're going to be unhappy with it. But how many shitty fights have we seen between real fighters? And we go, oh, man, it really hurt the sport. No, it didn't. We were mad that night. Like, you watch a really bad baseball game, a really bad basketball game, and it doesn't turn you off completely from the sport. I know people are mad because they feel like it's a farce and Logan Paul should have been in this position. But it's a spectacle. And then some people said, you know, Floyd Mayweather lost. No, he didn't. Muhammad Ali fought Antonio Inoki. And got his legs beat up. Does anybody really talk about that fight when it comes to Ali's legacy? No. no. I mean, if we're scoring yeah. that one, he might have lost. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, of course not. None, none of that shit really matters. And Floyd made a lot of money for an eight-round exhibition match in Miami in the rain. Even was, still, Logan Paul landed 12% of his punches. I mean, yeah. It's not I mean, like he would have lost even if you wanted to score this for shits and giggles. He landed 12% to Floyd's 50%. Floyd ain't lose a damn thing. Yeah, it, it was it was really stupid. I don't know, man. I just listen, you know, Stephen A. Smith talking about Floyd loss and then the rumors that uh, this one was crazy. I know you saw it. Floyd knocked out Logan Paul and then held him <laughs> up. Yo, all right. So y'all make anything up on the internet because and people try to put up this footage. First of all, it's towards the end of the round. If you watch the rest of the round, Logan Paul walks back to his corner perfectly fine. Yep. He got hit with a right hand, but he wasn't even really wobbled. He just grabbed Floyd. The second part about this is Logan Paul's 200 pounds. Floyd goddamn Mayweather ain't holding up a dead body in the middle of the ring that was knocked out. He's not. That's, that's the key. Dead weight weighs so much. That's when I was like, I know motherfuckers never fought before. You know how hard it is to hold up dead weight? It's not holding up nobody. It was so stupid. Like, I watched people was like, oh, man, you know, it was fixed. And, you know, it's, there's so much more money in, in Logan Paul not losing and Floyd Mayweather knocking him out. No, none of that's true. I mean, maybe it's true from a perspective side, but Floyd is not out here holding up fight, uh, uh, Logan Paul. He's not holding up that big dude. Like if he hits him and he hurts him, you think Floyd was like, oh, shit, I got to catch him. Who's got that kind of instinct? And I love Floyd in terms of his uh, skill level and his reflexes. But Floyd ain't thinking about that shit. Oh, I hit him with a punch I wasn't supposed to hit him with. He's knocked out. Yeah, he ain't picking up no dead weight. People said anything, any and everything about this fight, but this fight proved, once again, a spectacle over talent, and it did a, a gangbusters on pay-per-view buys, and, you know, it, these fights aren't going anywhere for now. No, it did crazy on social. Every socials, websites, TikTok, whatever you want, every metric, it crushed it, for it everyone. It was ridiculous. We can all admit it was an absolutely ridiculous thing that should have never happened, but it did. And people bought it. And if you want to say, like, I've seen articles like well, this is the end of, you know, celebrity box. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the end. It's not the end. Will they be as big as Floyd and Logan? No, because it's, it's a unique spectacle. It's not like when Floyd Mayweather wrestled the big show at WrestleMania, they didn't do it the next year. They moved. They, they had to do something else. 
Yep. Floyd knew what he was doing with his fight. Like he was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do this one time. And uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm rich. I'm going home. But Floyd about to turn right back around and do this again. Floyd fought Connor in a real boxing match, which was utterly ridiculous, but it happened. It's not like Floyd was like, where's the next MMA person? That's not what happens. He takes nah, a shot, he breaks the back, and he goes home. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe a year down the line, Jake Paul wins two more fights. Maybe that could happen um, in the real fight, in the sanctioned fight, because Jake's not going to fight an exhibition, I don't think. No, so, he's, he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight for real. Yeah, but, so that'd be a real fight. A Connor rematch could be a real fight. Say Connor loses in July, knocks out Jake Paul in a boxing match or beats Jake Paul in like December. Then Mayweather Connor next May is a possibility. But the the list is very very slim. In terms, yeah, maybe Floyd will fight Oscar if Oscar comes back in September against a nobody, looks all right, and then keeps poking at Floyd. For an exhibition, Floyd might fuck might fuck Oscar up in exhibition. Well, here's what we also have to ask ourselves with Floyd. Like, Floyd did this fight. He didn't shave his head bald. He it didn't seem like he just really cared. He paid for right? the rug, never shaving his head bald again. Well, <laughs> right. Um, but you look at Floyd in this fight. How interested do you think he is to train for a fight? Like, train for a fight. It's one thing to, like train and just stay in shape training camp is a totally different story so even and as he gets older he's 44 if he were to fight in two years he'd be 46 i don't think floyd i don't think i could be totally wrong but i think floyd when he says things like i'm 44 years old i'm not 21 anymore i don't think he's saying it to bait people i think he's feeling it in the ring like yeah i'm I saw the spots that I wanted to hit, but I couldn't hit him in the spots that I wanted to hit him in. And I'm a little bit slower. So I don't know if, like, Floyd is risk averse. I'm not saying that he would pass up a fight with somebody for a, a whole lot of money like a Jake Paul. But I've heard people say, yeah, Floyd could still beat Canelo. I was like, dog, he ain't never doing that shit. What's wrong with you people? Never. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, he's not taking a real fight. He's not fighting Pacquiao if Pacquiao wins. No. There, there's nothing there for him. He can make the same amount of money doing this and never harm his record. That's that's all that matters. Like he took an exhibition bout because he's 44 and he was like, I don't want this to affect my record. Like he's Floyd is not an idiot, man. No. He's just, and it's he's all about the money. The money counts yeah. the same. Yeah, the money, the, ca- the check cash. Yes, I'm good. Like he said, he made 30 million off of sponsorships on his shorts. Yep. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. But I don't think Floyd is necessarily out here just blowing smoke. It's not like he left that fight poor. So no, it, it seems and it didn't ruin boxing. That's all. Seems like I mean the report was ten mil guaranteed through like the commission or whatever, and then so that was confirmed ten mil guaranteed through commission. But reports were that he took fifty percent of the pay per view buys. Yeah. So twenty five dollars per buy. I mean. If it did at least a million, so that's 25 mil. At least we know he's making already. Plus 30 for the trunks, you know, girl collection or live paid him probably for the after party. Hell yeah. This shit's going up. Like he, he made out like a thief in the night. And again, it's it's hard to turn down that type of money. And when you look at it, Logan Paul didn't come off bad either. Nah. 
Logan can roll right into another fight. They're talking shit. He had the $300,000 Pokemon card around his neck, <laughs> which the fucking kids love. That was everywhere. Him wearing a Pokemon card chain everywhere. They are social media geniuses. They know how to go viral all the time. A fucking Pokemon card. Shout out to the holographic Charizard, though. Yeah, like, crazy, right? Yeah, wild. If you had told me back in 99, those would be worth something, I would actually kept them. So it, it's it's crazy that now Logan is in position to he's in a better position, I might say, than Jake. No, he's not in a better position. Jake has to win to keep momentum. Logan doesn't even have to win anymore. In fact, I mean, we kind of expect him won. to lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he never. That's why, like, he can make this money without the expectation of winning. I just don't think Logan's going to box again. I think Logan is the Johnny Knoxville of combat sports, so he'll go and do some <sighs> MMA shit next. Oh, I can see Logan and Bellator if they cut the check, but the check's not yeah. big enough. Yeah, like if somebody cuts the check, he'll do it. But I don't think there's another box. Like, he's not going to go out there and fight fucking Deontay Wilder, right? Like, there's no other no. boxer that he's going to go fight. There's nobody. Mm. MMA, he still wants to do it. Yeah, that's fair. I, he might be better at MMA. He was he a pretty be. good wrestler. I just can't see, like, boxing, who's he going to fight? There's people. Like, Ooh. he can fight Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis is too goddamn small. It doesn't. Like in a boxing Floyd, match, like he's like bigger than Floyd. Just, like what, yeah, what are you but, talking here? Come on, Floyd's a boxer. Dylan Dennis can't strike. I mean, he already fought KSI, so there's like a precedent to fight non-boxers. Yeah. But I, I think he can. His level of competition doesn't have to be Floyd caliber, but he can drop it down a notch. And I don't know who's his side. That's the tough part. Is like he's so big, it's hard to find people even retired. They ain't going to knock you the fuck out if you try them. Like, if you're fighting 140-pound people, like, you, you run a little bit less of a threat. I just, I just I, don't think I there's don't anybody out there with that kind of an appeal in boxing for another fight, like an actual boxer. Like, Floyd was the pinnacle. There's no he, way like He Floyd could fight Tommy Fury if, if Jake doesn't want to. No, he can fight no goddamn Tommy Fury. That's, that's a Jake Paul fight. Like, Jake is the fighter. Logan yeah, is the Johnny Jake's Knoxville. The real fighter. <laughs> yeah, Logan is Johnny Knoxville. Like he approached that entire thing like a Johnny Knoxville. He was like, "Oh, oh I'm jackass, but I'm getting paid to do dumb shit." And he went out there and did some dumb shit, and he was just fine. It's kind of shitty to Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> hey, that's what Johnny Knoxville did. Got paid. Yeah, to do I mean, dumb that's, shit. that's like Steve-O. Johnny Knoxville was at least the lead. You know, it's like a bad No, Jake's the lead. No. I'm talking about like Logan's the big brother. He's the mastermind of the, the dumb shit. Jake kind of followed behind his, his older brother. You're, you're the and mastermind of fight. the dumb shit. <laughs> yes, the mastermind of the dumb shit. Like the suicide forest and, you know, it, 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 the, the podcast, everything that Logan Paul has done, like the, the Maverick clothing line, like that's all Logan. Like Jake did Disney and all that other shit. And then, you know, now he's fighting. But he's Jake's actually trying to fight. Right, L Logan's not really trying to fight. Jake wants to fight. No, that's true. I we'll see where it leads him. 
again, Logan has a podcast. He is into doing other things. Fighting isn't his on on the forefront of his mind currently. There's other stuff no. to do. You know who else who else didn't look half bad for like the majority of their fight? Chad Johnson. <laughs> Chad Johnson ain't look half bad. Sweet feet indeed. Like he he had good movements. He was dodging. He didn't know what to do in close quarters and the clinch, but he looked okay. And then he got dropped, but then he got back up. He didn't get Nate Robinson. He, that was a great performance for Chad Johnson. Yo, my man, listen, you know you got your snot box rocked. When you get, get put down, you get up and you try to get the person that rocked your snot box dap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tried to dab him up. He was like, yo, good shot. Like the referee was like, what are you doing, man? Like, I'm trying to count. Like, why are you trying to give this man a pound right now? He got he got his shit rocked. He got a ultra fast because he ain't know what happened to him. But you're right. He looked terrible. Um, I don't know if he ever do it again. But you know, good for, good for Chad. Chad's doing shit. He's you know he's still in great shape. How old is Chad now? Forty five. Chad got to be up there. I look up at his act age, but he got to at least at least forty three. He him said he made a Owens. cool mill from this. Terrell Owens him, will be the next one, by the way. Him, they should be a tag team in pro wrestling. Because they are in fantastic shape to be in their mid forties. Oh yeah, Terrell Owens ran like a four five forty not too long ago. That's what I'm saying. They should just be like pro wrestlers. On the but side. Chad is forty three. Just turned forty three. Huh? Yeah, they could do it. Because Terrell Owens is forty five then, right? Yeah, yeah. Terrell Owens is definitely older than Chad. Yeah, like fuck it. I just look at him. I'm like, God damn, they are in fantastic shape. And Chad going out there and boxing—that's a risk I wouldn't do. But he did it. Yeah, he wanted to play soccer. Like Chad's just trying to do shit. I don't know how much money Chad has left for him to keep doing this shit, but he lives a frugal life. I guess so. I mean, he has enough. He has some sponsorships. But again, he said he made out with a cool million for this. Yeah. I'll get knocked down once in the fight. Like as long as I don't get memed and starched, I'll take a knockdown for a cool mill. I wonder if he thought about that when he went down. Nah, he thought oh, about nothing yeah. like, but getting up. That's all he thought about. No, I, yeah. I I, quick. Clearly, I know in his brain, he thought, I can't get Nate Robinson. Yeah. I cannot be like, me. That's how you get up? That's, that's, <laughs> how that's how you get up? I ain't know how to do that. Nobody told me about this one. Yeah, and Chad got hit by like a real fighter. Chad didn't look half bad. Um, this weekend, we have celebrity boxing, which we have Aaron Carter. Versus Lamar Odom. Talking about shit ruining boxing. Again, this doesn't ruin anything. Because the real boxing matches are going to get made. Or they're not going to get made because of promoters. Whatever it may be. But it's not going to affect the the real career boxers. This shit's all sideshow. That being said, Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter is ridiculous. Who booked this shit? (laughs) Aaron Aaron Carter once beat Shaq. So he might be the favorite heading into this. But no, seriously, like whose idea was like, yo, uh, uh, Lamar, who you want to, you know what? I got a good idea, Lamar, Aaron Carter. And I'd be like, of all the fucking people, why him? Why? Listen, to quote the great, the great sketch comedy of Dave Chappelle, cocaine's one hell of a drug. Bruh. You just got to find someone. Who's going to fight someone 6'10"? I don't know. And how weird is it gonna be? How weird is Lamar gonna look in this fight? He looked weird as hell at the weigh-ins. <laughs> like it didn't look good at all. The optics of it are very bad. It should not, I mean, I'm sure it's not sanctioned. 
Like if we're just keeping it a buck. No, it's not sanctioned. It can't be sanctioned, but it looks utterly ridiculous. And with that said, I'm going to watch. I think I have a Fight TV code. Shout out to Fight TV. Wow. Who sent that over. I think they, they got me. I'm here for all this shit. Next weekend, there's some stupid like YouTubers versus TikTok card. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, the co-main for Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter. It's from Love and Hip Hop. I know you watch. Don't say you don't. I know you watch with the wife. It's Peter Guns versus Cisco. That that is hilarious. Creep Squad. Creep Squad. Uh, <laughs> Creep Squad beef. The creep and uh, explodes. Peter Guns is a two to one favorite. I don't care. Oh, you're yeah. not you're not better on Peter Guns. No, the secondary I mean, market. Look, when you say Peter, Gun- it's funny because with Peter Guns, yes, I watched that season of Love and Hip Hop. Well, the first couple seasons he was on. The funny thing about Peter Guns is, uh, all my wife ever says about him is he's got dirty feet. Because I guess he's got dirty the, feet. Yeah, one of the early episodes of Love and Hip Hop, he was on the couch in that little ass apartment that they had in New York, and he had no socks on him. My wife was like, "Ew," and I was like, "What?" He was like, "Look at the bottom of his feet." My wife has an issue. Like, if you got dirty feet, the bottom of your feet are dirty. She gets freaked out. And she saw it, and that's I can't get it out of my head. Peter Guns is dirty feet. I ain't never been on a man with dirty feet. Anybody, wash your feet, Peter. Shit. I'm so glad I always wear pristine socks to your crib. Yeah. I mean, uh, people listening, Andres makes everyone takes their shoes off when they go in this crib, even though he has like wood floors. Well, yeah, I'm getting wood. As we are doing this, I have people downstairs putting in my wood floors. I had tile. Now I'm getting wood floors. But yeah, oh, I was I was about to say, wait, was were they not wood before? No, I, I was is, I was very time. confused, but I was also very drunk when I was just at your house. So <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a floor. So I, let alone know what texture the floor was. All right. So, yeah, you know, Dre is bougie and he went floor shopping during our days off. I was like, yo, what are you doing with the you know day we don't have a show going shopping for floors? What? Yeah. I didn't even know they had stores for that. Upgrading my house, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> Upgrading the crib, the loft. Uh, it's all right. I'm gonna be over there more. Drink his liquor. Yeah. I have. I made a dent. The saga continues. So that's uh no, that's boxing, man. We have Shakur Stevenson fighting this weekend. We're actually gonna preview that. I'll be at that fight. I guess we'll preview the celebrity boxing shenanigans, uh, especially if Peter Guns gets the KO. So we'll talk about that as well. We got to hit the break because when we come back, we got to talk about the UFC. It is a stacked pay-per-view card. I feel like it's flying under the radar. That'll happen if you fight the week after Floyd Mayweather. Dana White cannot be happy about that. But still, we're going to give it the time it deserves right after the break. We'll be right back talking UFC. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back, as promised, previewing UFC 263, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. But, you know, we got to look at other fights on the card. A couple fights that stick out to me. Chase Hooper is fighting again. Young prospect, still only 21. 
Looks a lot like Ben Askren. Could be Ben Askren's son. To me, it was weird. He lost the fight to Alex Caceres. Bounced back, won his last fight by submission. He has to show that he's adding stuff to his game. The UFC is now getting very Bellator-ish with their prospects. Well, yeah, then they're kind of throwing them to the wolves. And, you know, I think in some ways it's fine because some of these fighters end up coming out better. Remember back in the day, Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier fought years and years and years ago. Oh, that's true. Um, so Chase, does he, he's not in a must-win situation. He, he, should, he should win. He'd like to win. But if he loses, it's not the end of the world. He's um, in a must-develop situation. He has to show hands. Yeah, I mean, he has to develop his skills. But I, I just think... He's in a spot where he's won a few fights. It's not like Sage Northcutt who came in with like all this hype, right? And then just kind of was like a fart in the wind. <laughs> Chase doesn't have that. He's okay. I mean, you look, even Aaron Pico has lost a few fights in Bellator and he's all right now. Yep. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the development, see how much better he's got. But some people was like, oh, he's got to win. He has to. And I was like, oh, he doesn't have to win. So I think it'll be all right. ESPN prelim cards, none to write home about. Drew Dober's in the main event against Brad Riddle. All right, Eric Anders fights on it. Lauren Murphy, Joanne Calderwood, which is probably a number one contender as a matchup. Flyweight. Definitely. Um, I expect Lauren Murphy to win. I like Joanne as a fighter, but like. I believe Calderwood's the favorite too. She is, but I, I don't know. I think Lauren Murphy just strikes me as more confident from everything I've seen this week, um, more composed. I, I was shocked to learn Lauren Murphy's 37, Joanne Collard is 35 now. Yeah. I was like, new blood at the top. And I was like, uh, 37 to 35. Ain't nothing to do about that blood. No, nah, it, so it's like, this is the last go around for either of them. Yeah. And Calderwood's been close to the top before. And Calderwood's got a nice little mean streak. And she's a solid striker. Like, the, I see why Calderwood's the favorite, but I can understand why you pick Lauren Murphy. But I'm going to pick Joanne Calderwood, even though. <laughs> I went on record. Now, yeah, I did go on record on another show, and I picked uh, Lauren Murphy, but I'm going back on that. I just <laughs> when Joanne's when it's all clicking with Calderwood, she's she's pretty damn good, and I think she should do just enough to get past in this fight. Yeah, that's a true toss up, but really, it's just a competition to see who's going to catch his ass whooping. Yeah, really, it's like, hey, who wants From to bullet Shevchenko? <laughs> yeah, so uh, congratulations, you won this fight. Unfortunately, what you win is let's say 10 to 15 minutes of pain in the octagon versus Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. You don't want, I, I wouldn't want that. No pain. Um, opening up the pay-per-view card. We'll go through this card, man, Jamal Hill. One of the most exciting fighters to me in the UFC. I saw him when he came through a uh, contender series Yep. and just so much charisma Back then, he said he's, his job at MMA and his goal his entire life was just to beat John Jones. And he trained every day with the goal of beating John Jones. And I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, this kid got personality. That's hilarious. You know what? That might be a smart training method because it allowed him to whoop everyone else's ass so far. His one no contest came because he failed like a, a weed test, which is no longer even illegal in UFC. The Smoke DS all you brothers want. brothers are happy. Ooh. Oh, it was... Listen, they're coming out of the wordworks, as we can see on this card. So it's um, Jamal Hill versus Paul Craig. I'm taking Hill to win this one. His reach is crazy long, and I expect this to be a highlight real KO. Yeah, I'm picking Jamal Hill, not only because he's a better striker than Paul Craig, um, but 
Jamal Hill said that he was called a porch monkey by some fans recently. And I said, Are they what? bringing it back? Is this clerks too? I said, What a porch monkey. So, yeah, somebody, did, you know, I don't think it was Paul Craig that did it, but I'm just saying, somebody got, somebody has to pay for this. So, <laughs> Paul, poor Craig. <laughs> Paul Craig's just like, Yo, it wasn't me. Oh, if they go to the ground for any reason, like Jamal Hill's on ground to bound, and he's like, Who's the porch monkey now? I would lose my shit. Yeah, I would too. But I'm taking uh, Hill by, by stoppage. Yeah, I'm taking Hill. Then we have throwback Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. One, Bilal Muhammad only has three losses. Yeah. How is this possible? Because yeah, he's pretty good. And, you know, he just had the fight with Leon Edwards, got poked in the eye. So he's making the turnaround to come back fighting old Damian Maya, who we'd like to count out. And every now and then we count him out and he shows up. Yeah, he's 43 years old, allegedly. Um, no, I'm picking him to lose this fight. Because, again, if he doesn't get the guy to the ground and choke him out, he has no chance. It's only 15 minutes. I say he has no chance. I'll give him a chance. I'm, I'm going to pick Bilal Muhammad because I feel like Bilal was rolling um, before the, getting poked in the eye by Leon Edwards. And uh, I think his wrestling should do enough and his striking should do enough to neutralize Damian Maia. But you just can't fuck around with Damian Maia on the mat. So... He's got to try to stay away from there, even if he's in a dominant position. Um, oh, yeah. Just strike. All 15 yeah. minutes. All strike. Yeah. So I, I'm going to pick Bilal Muhammad, but you never know what Damian might. He he pops out and then does some shit, and we're all like, really? You don't even got to hit the mat sometimes. The man on a human backpack you. Exactly. And then the Coco main event, because it is five rounds, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. <sighs> I don't know why I'm doing this. You're picking Nate Diaz, aren't you? I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm taking Nate Diaz. This is the type of fight. Fuck it. It's five rounds. I can see him losing and throwing the fingers and acting like he's winning. And he's really not. And Leon put him on the ground. And Nate just being pissed off that he's on the ground. And Nate's like, oh, that's not a real fight. Punk, fight me. And Nate's going to be bleeding. Fuck it, though. Give me Nate Diaz. Just because I want I want to look at people's faces when he wins this one fight and gets Kamaru Usman next. <laughs> Just, I'm rooting for chaos. Uh, I'm definitely picking Leon Edwards. But it is a cat. It's a tough fight for, for Leon because it's another one of those, like, why you keep giving me guys that are, like, not even close to my rank? They keep doing this to him. <laughs> Kamaya wasn't ranked, like, barely ranked. He was, like, yeah. 15. He well, might Muhammad. fight Muhammad again if he wins this and not even get the title shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, Leon's in such a shitty spot. So I'm not saying it's going to be a letdown by Leon Edwards, but Nate Diaz has done things in the past. Like, when he fought Cowboy, when it was, you know, Cowboy won, he would have got a title shot. And Nate Diaz dominated the fight in striking. Like, Nate Diaz has these moments where he plays spoiler. And he plays it well. Did it to Connor. But I don't think he'll do it with Leon Edwards because I think Leon's kind of pissed about what he's getting. And this is Leon's opportunity because if he wins this fight, he probably does get a title shot because his stock goes up. I think he's just a better all-around fighter. I'm pick, I'm not going to pick him to stop Nate Diaz, but I'm going to pick him to win. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stopped him because Nate hasn't fought in a while. In a long while. Can't yeah. say the man's not fresh. No, he's, he's had time. He's had time to think. So... <laughs> I'm picking Leon. He's just a better fighter to me, so that's the route I'm going. 
It's amazing that you think in Nate Diaz's hiatus and off time that he used it to think. It's usually not where I go. And like, I don't pay him as like a very deep thinker. No, he just thought about whether he's going to get paid enough to fight or not. That was all. Yeah. He probably smoked a lot of weed. Oh, he's like, what? I can't get in trouble no more. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm ready to fight Dana. Yep, he'll I fight anyone he wants. <laughs> uh, Co-main Davison Figueredo, champion at flyweight, coming in against Brandon Moreno. Shit, Moreno almost won the first fight, except we got a point deducted, which led to it being a draw. I thought that was kind of shenanigans and bullshit. But um, Figueredo, like, that was peak COVID. Figueredo was going through a lot of shit. Nah, this this is a lot of preparation. Give me Davidson Figueredo to win and take Moreno's face off his head. Yeah, I think Figueredo's going to win by stoppage, either submission or knockout. I think yeah, the early. last fight. Yeah, I think the last fight, because of the quick turnaround, you know, like kind of overtrained in that situation, even though he had a quick finish in the last fight, probably didn't feel the effects until he got in the octagon. Uh, Figueredo's got a lot to prove. He wants to prove he's the dominant flyweight, so – Give me Davison by a stoppage somewhere in the early round. Early, yeah. like in, inside of a round and a half. The man has saved the division single-handedly. So I, I'm shocked that there's still a flyweight division. Honestly, yeah. shocked. So this, I think it's going to be a good fight. Good highlight, real knockout. Main event, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. Outside of the fight, Israel just lost. Probably the toughest fight he's had in the UFC. Yeah, and it was so, he's too small. Yep, with the distance. Um, Vittori was able to take him down in the third round of that fight. It was a toss-up for the second round, I believe. They traded punches. Israel got a split decision victory in that one, three rounds. This is five. Can Israel stay off the mat? It's as simple as that. Can he stay off the mat? I'm not sure if he KOs Vittori. Um, Vittori's a big dude. I don't I don't know if he can knock him out. Even I mean, shit. They could say the same about Paulo Costa. But give me Israel by decision three rounds to two but i think he hits the mat twice and just fucking survives yeah so vittori versus adesanya yes it's the only time that adesanya has gone to a split decision in the middleweight division um every other fight was either a knockout or unanimous decision and he was pretty dominant in all those middleweight fights interesting stat uh when adesanya and vittori fought vittori took him down twice you know how many times adesanya has been taken down the middleweight division since then Twice. No, twice. Oh. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum and oh god, who was the other person who took him down? Was it did Whitaker take him down? No. So it that's is. the close fight. The it's the only close fights. It has to be Gastelum twice because I don't think anyone else. No, Gastelum only took him down once. Gastelum only took him down once. I can't remember who else took him down. But in seven middleweight fights, he's only been taken down twice since then. And Yo Yoel couldn't do it. So Adesanya's uh, takedown defense is significantly improved. The other side of the equation is neither of these guys have ever been stopped. Vittori's never been stopped. Adesanya's never been stopped. Vittori doesn't have the hands to stop Adesanya. Could he choke him out? Yeah, but it's not really his game. Vittori's won five in a row, four unanimous decisions, one submission. Adesanya has a better chance of knocking out Vittori than Vittori has stopping Adesanya. Because Mm. what Adesanya's learned since the first Vittori fight is MMA. He kind of came in as a kickboxer. Now he's a mixed martial artist where he understands distance a little better. If you go back and watch that Paulo Costa fight, he uses your aggression against you. The way that Vittori fought the first fight, can't do it again. But that's really the only thing that Vittori can do 
is go for the takedowns. Because striking without a sign is, is a fool's mission. Yep. And I can't necessarily see him doing that. He's Vittori's super arrogant, which has only seemed to piss Adesanya off. Um, but if Vittori fights smart and tries to put him on his back, could get really interesting. But if he decides to stand in front of him for any reason at all, he, he will get stopped. But I'm picking Adesanya by decision because I, I don't see Vittori after getting – I think he'll get clipped some point early in this fight. And his corner will tell him, do not trade, push him at up all. against the cage and take him down. <laughs> yep. And it might not be a fun fight. But I think Adesanya still wins this fight four to one. All right. I, I can see that. To answer your question, Brad Tavares ah, that's who it was. was the Brad other Tavares. one. And in those fights, Brad Tavares shot 12 times to land one takedown, 8.3%. Kelvin Gaslam shot nine times to land one takedown, 11%. Uh, also, fun fact, Adesanya has the second highest, uh, the second best takedown defense in the middleweight division history right now. Crazy. Jan shot three times, or excuse me, shot five times, landed three, and that was the difference. Yes, and obviously that was a light heavyweight. So. Yep, shot once every round, and the three that he landed in each round, he won those rounds and stole the belt. Well, they didn't yeah. steal the belt and kept his belt, but he shot once every round. The rounds that he didn't land the takedown, he got fucked up, he lost the round. Incredible. Yeah. The only way to beat the style bender, get his ass on the ground. So, no, that's going to be a good card. Can't wait to see how that turns out. If Izzy loses, that'll be some shit. Um, because that'd be back-to-back losses. That'd be crazy. We'll see, though. It's I'm never counting out Adesanya, especially like if you're standing and striking. It's hard to match that level of precision. We'll see how that plays out. We're going to head to our last break, because when we come back, we have wrestling to talk about. NXT in your house is coming up. They had a great go-home show, so we're going to talk about that card and touch a little bit on the other promotions, uh, WWE main roster, AEW, and New Japan before we get to those predictions. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We are back. It's pro wrestling time. We're going to do kind of a lap around the world before we settle in on NXT. Dre, New Japan has a new champion. The belt had to be vacated. Yes, then- sir. Shingo, baby. Shingo is the new champion. I mean, we've seen Shingo put on just amazing matches as a super junior, right? So he was in the juniors. Well, it was him and Osprey, I think, the finals of that super junior that just tore that shit up. And he was always bigger, though. So we were like, yo, Shingo could get a push. It's just weird to me 
I don't mind it because the guy's an incredible wrestler. Give him his shine. It's not like last year where they put the belt on fucking what? Evil? No, Sonata. And I was just like, oh, for what? This I can understand. He's a good wrestler. Now the charis- the charisma, the character, all that has to come along with it. He didn't show it before. He has a chance to show it after. And he has one hell of a first feud to go into, which is going to give him an amazing match. But I, I need to be invested in the character. Uh, I don't see how you're not. Shingo's an incredible character. He's an incredible wrestler. He's incredible everything. I'm not overly huge on Shingo the character. Uh, I mean, character-wise, Jay White, Okada could have held the belt again. Um, shit, Naito. I, I mean, those three, even above Shingo as a character to be champion on the quick turnaround, I would have been a little bit better with. Not me. I love Shingo, and I think Shingo <laughs> deserved the opportunity. I think he's been in a position. He's been sitting for a while. Like when he showed up, he came from Dragon's Gate. Incredible talent, had fantastic matches. He's the guy. And it's funny, though, because the one thing they haven't mentioned is now three members of LIJ, if you count Evil, have all held that damn title now. Naito, Shingo, and and Evil. That's kind of crazy. And it makes you also wonder, like, where does Naito sit with all this? (sighs) Naito should have sat with the belt. (laughs) I don't don't know. I can't. They've kind of wavered. Like, he's always kind of been, like, Oh, is he the baby face of the crew, kind of, you know? Like, he's an asshole, but he's likable, and he always gets cheered. So there's always the point of, like, oh, they can really kick him out and whoop his ass. But they've never pulled the trigger on that. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't. So it's it's an interesting time in New Japan. And obviously, because Osprey got hurt, they needed to move the title. And, yes, they could have done the safe thing and go to Okada. Uh, my question is, do you stop finally playing hot potato with this title? Do you finally let it sit on Shingo's shoulders for a little while because you're getting ready to head into G1? Yeah. And you're going to need to set the, the stage for who's wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Is Shingo going to be the guy or are they going to move the fight, the title to Kotobushi again? If you move it, they move it now because whoever's the champ heading into G1 is going to be the champ at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think you can't just keep passing it along let Shingo this is the person you decided Shingo's been waiting his turn like you said in-ring is as talented as any I I think his character is going to come out more and more and more fuck it let's go like give him the seven months to prove it because worst case scenario whoever you want to move the belt onto afterwards they're going to have an absolute banger at well night one or two of Wrestle Kingdom next year because he doesn't have bad matches so you're fine. He doesn't. He really no, doesn't. like he, he's it, it's not character driven either. Like what? So he has three pay-per-views he gotta hold the belt through? Cool. And and one of those are Kota Ibushi? Fine. Let's get it. Like he, he's not gonna have bad matches between now and then. I would keep him out of G one. Nah, you can't the, t- the champion always wrestles. Always wrestling G. I would keep again. A lot of shit happened last year that never happened before. Like the briefcase changes hand. There's stuff that is different. I would keep him out of G1 for the first time and not have him wrestle in it. But I, that's usually, again, not how it goes. Usually you build that feud within G1. Um, if you want to do something come new, out with. if you want to do something new, Shingo wins G1 and picks his opponent for Wrestle Kingdom. 
We thought that was going to happen last year. I know. And it hasn't happened yet. So why not now? Like how, what better way to establish Shingo Takagi as the ace in new Japan by him just now winning the title and then running this, not running the table, but winning G1. I only like that is if you use that as a vehicle to give Osprey the rematch he deserves. If you say, Shingo's going to go through G1, say, I can pick my opponent, and then shows up and says, you know what? I'm keeping this briefcase for Will Ospreay when he's healthy because I don't want to take charity. I want to win the belt from the man who had the belt. When Osprey, when you're healthy, this is yours. Meet me at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's exactly and what have another five-star. Then I'm on board. Fuck it. Give it to me. That's what I'm here for. New Japan has been in an interesting place, man. It's, that had belt is horrible. It is horrific looking. The belt is horrible. I mean, a lot of people were surprised they got off of Kota Ibushi and put it on Will Ospreay. The whole be a Priestley thing with Will Ospreay. Now Ospreay's hurt. Now you got it on Shingo. You need to settle down on some things and book a little bit better. Um, another match from that show and that we can move on was Jeff Cobb and Kota Ibushi had a pretty goddamn good match. <laughs> Jeff Cobb helicoptered the shit out of Kota Ibushi. <laughs> I thought he was going to spin him to the third row. That was nuts. Oh, that, my God. Jeff Cobb's been on fire over there, though. But that's what I said. When he when he went to New Japan, I was like, that's where he needs to go. Because he needs somewhere to be pushed to really utilize his talents. Some people I've heard call Jeff Cobb lazy. And not lazy because he's not a good wrestler. He's lazy in the same way that Nakamura was called lazy. Like, he never reached his true potential for whatever reason. And Nakamura would show it from time to time. And then he would just be on cruise control, which is what I feel like he's in, in WWE now. But Cobb is a guy who hasn't come close to reaching his full potential. And when he has this match with Kota Ibushi, despite losing the match, you should go out of your way to watch this. Like, it's just these two. I mean, Kota Ibushi makes anybody look great. But you watch yeah. Jeff Cobb in action and you watch the things that he can do as a powerhouse and athletically standing moonsault. Like, he's... He's a unique talent. They could do something special with him. Like, I feel like he should be the never overweight champion at some point. He's that good. No, I agree. I think that's a great belt for him. I, I see him just moving up and up and up the ladder. And I, he's just damn good. He hit his stride. He started off slow in New Japan, yeah. and he's really hit his stride. The one thing that could throw a wrench in all of this is the reports of WWE reaching out and wanting to do a partnership and talent share with New Japan. It, here's here's my thing. If New Japan wasn't going to do it with AEW, based on the rationale that we don't know how AEW books their shows and we don't want their booking to affect our shows, why the fuck would you ever do anything with WWE? Because WWE doesn't long-term book. So you know everything's going to be quick, hot, and out of here. It doesn't matter because do you think just... I've, I've Roman Reigns ain't losing nobody. So you can't put Roman Reigns versus Okada. Well, this is my point. Do you think that Vince is going to allow any of his talent to lose to a Japanese talent? Somewhat, depending on who they send over. But do you think Gato would be comfortable having Okada lose to Seth Rollins? No, no, no. no. So you got to be like, uh, that's tough. Because if it's Seth, maybe it, you really have to. It has to make sense for Gato to do it. So it has to be someone who's really good. Like, he's not going to lose to Baron Corbin. Like, it has to be Seth. It has to be Roman. If not, don't even put them together. But there's other intriguing matchups that I I think could really work. Um, 
for their favor and, you know, give me Drew Mack versus Naito or him versus Jeff Cobb. Like there's, there's intriguing matchups that aren't the top of the top that I'd like to see. Um, Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos. Let's get it. I just don't see Vince listening to another promoter about how to use talent. And especially as protective as New Japan is over their booking and how they handle their talent. I can't see like a talent. I can't see a talent share nowhere near the top. No, I can't see. I can't see that at all. The best way it'd work is if the talent share wasn't between the main roster guys, if it was NXT and New Japan in which you do it as a special on the network and you give yeah. or on Peacock, whatever the fuck the network is now. And, but you give new Japan, the platform, and you'd be like, yo, here we're, we're opening up the platform. And then some of you guys can appear on TV on NXT and you know, you, you guys get your, your buzz and we get our buzz and we'll do it, you know, November, you know, October when we're both kind of in cool off months and let's get it that yeah, way. Because Johnny Gargano can lose to Okada, but they'll put on a five-star match. Yeah, I just, you know, again, th- you do a deal with the WWE, you're still dealing with Vince. And you're dealing with somebody who's, even if it's NXT, it's still his guys. Yeah, you let Adam Cole lose. You can lose to the small people. I don't, just don't, I don't think so. Don't be carrying cross. I, I don't, I think, like, Vince, it's an ego thing. And, you know, you hear the reports, and I just don't think, in if you're New Japan, you look at this, you go, eh. Yeah. Don't do the deal with the, don't dance with the devil. No. It sounds good on, on the exterior. I can see how it could benefit both. If you're fantasy booking, it, it sounds great. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just feel like even the philosophies. New Japan wants to be bigger in the U.S. and they're really pushing this expansion and everything. And AEW is great, but it's still not the WWE. And so like you can really get some eyes on the talent and all this. I get it. Trust, I get it. I get the benefits even for New Japan. But no, you can't have everyone lose. Like, and you can't trust Vince to say, yeah, we'll 50-50 book this. You know, so yeah. people look really good. and blah, blah. No, I, I wouldn't trust him. Because he'll give you the bottom rung and you'll have fucking Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. running over, I don't fucking know, the New Day. Because Vince will let the New Day lose every week. I don't but think the, he would. I don't he'd think he'd the top lose. three of the car. I don't think he'd let any, like, he wouldn't be comfortable with any of his talent that's in the upper echelon lose. And the New Day is still higher-tier higher, higher tier talent. I just can't see Vince being like, cool, they can lose. It's I can't see it. For Roman to go over, though? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to, to even make work. Um, WWE main roster is oh, pretty God. easy. No, wait, no, 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 wait, no, I don't, I don't care about any of this stuff. I just got to talk about the end of raw. (laughs) Lily. What the fuck? I've seen a few people try to defend this. This was so bad. Not as the main event. It's you can't. And if that matters for anything, main eventing, nothing was terrible. But you you leave someone's that taste in a fan's mouth until Friday, until casual fans' mouth till Friday. If they don't watch NXT, if they don't watch AEW, nothing in between. The last thing they left with was Alexa Bliss and probably her worst angle of the year, randomly against Shayna Baszler stepping on the doll. It makes no sense. 
I mean, stepping on a doll and then running and then the fire and then the Lily keeps appearing and Shayna just being a complete goof running around. Now, listen, man, I didn't when Shayna came in and nerfed. Every, well, first, Shayna came in and was a vampire. Let's just talk about Shayna Baszler for a minute. Yes. She came in and bit Becky Lynch's neck. It, it made absolutely no sense why they did this. She bit her blood, went everywhere. And they never they never discussed it ever again. Then she went and nerfed everybody in Elimination Chamber, which I said I wasn't a huge fan of her nerfing everybody. Because if she was just going to lose to Becky Lynch, what the hell was the point? From there, they ended up throwing her in the... Well, she disappeared for a minute. Then they ended up throwing her in this tag team with Nia Jax. It started and, to work. And I, they had a decent tag team run. Yeah, it's, it's okay, right? Like, it's worse. there could be worse things. But I've always felt like Shayna Baszler should have been in somebody's title picture regardless. Yeah. Because she came from NXT. She was a champion. She's improved. She's still not, like, a great wrestler, but... You need somebody up there to do the work. She she should always be positioned as a badass. Period. She should be what they tried to do with Sonya Deville. Yeah. Right. Like MMA fighter, I whip ass. That's what that's my my business. But now they got in this goofy ass angle with Alexa Bliss, and I'm just looking like you guys got to be fucking kidding me. The end of this was terrible. Yeah, that shit was atrocious. You know what I do like? RK bro. It's growing on me. <laughs> their chemistry wearing, they have good chemistry they so they're wearing two shirts because randy orton doesn't wear shirts he also doesn't yeah. wear pants i was dying oh man now they're they're growing on me that, yeah, that's good that tag match was cool yeah that tag match was good um Warner raiders winning I, was not my pick but okay i thought that wasn't bad. It just feels like remember what I said about what what show was it? AEW when it's like two weeks for a pay per view. You go, oh shit, we need to yeah. put somebody in the tag team title match. It was like the War Raiders because there's no way that AJ and Almost are losing these titles. There's Which just I, no way. Yeah, I don't know what I feel about AJ and Almost anymore. I don't like and it. I, and it's I think sideshow. Yeah, I think AJ might be getting to the point where it's like, oh, it's summertime for AJ. We gotta. Let him take some time off, be with his kids, because we need a real SummerSlam program out of AJ and not him and almost. So they could lose the belts. Um, give it to the War Raiders, see what they got until you know you get to SummerSlam. So, so AJ Styles is eating the pin because almost definitely need no pins. Oh my god. Almost yeah, might eat the pin. No. Almost is big show. Like he's going to lose the luster. That shit's gonna be gone, and he's just gonna put over smaller people. That, I mean, it'll happen, just not yet, because almost is so goddamn green that they can't really expose him now because then it's over. It's like super over. So he can't lose. That motherfucker's going to get rolled up. AJ's going to be mad. They're going to start arguing, and AJ will be off TV. Too soon. Vince really likes this for whatever reason. I don't know he if He loves corny, gimmicky shit. I don't know if it's a rib on AJ because he maybe doesn't think AJ likes black people, so he just put him with the <laughs> biggest black person he could find. I don't know. Um, but a long it, ass it was, rib. Yes, one long ass rib. But who knows? I, I I don't know. We'll talk about Hell in a Cell next week. But yeah, Raw is just it's I, I don't understand the whole Sheamus thing with Ricochet in his tight jeans or that, whatever the hell. He's that was a good match, though. Of course it was. But what's the end game here? Um, Sheamus is going to beat both of them, maybe in a handicap match, <laughs> so- and stack them on top of each other. I love Roman Reigns. It's just it's weird because it's good if it was the the uh, U.S. title between Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo, but it's not. Sheamus is the champ with a broken nose. 
And I don't know. I, I, nobody thinks that either of these two is going to be Sheamus. It's, no. It's such a weird thing. But if you put him in a triple threat, maybe Ricochet could steal the belt without pinning Sheamus. I don't, I don't know how you go. You know what we didn't talk about, and I want to get to it real quick? The latest run of WWE releases. We didn't talk about this last week. Oh, shit, we didn't. Alistair um, Black, Braun Strowman. Alistair Black will be fine. Reports that he might get signed back. He won't get signed I don't back. know. Whatever. I, I ain't um, buying that shit. Yeah, like, nah, I'm good. They cut him, so I'm going with that. So he'll be fine. I think he'll be a bigger star in the Indies now than Tommy End ever was. And Tommy End was was dope, but Alistair Black now going back to being Tommy End is going to be huge, um, given what he accomplished and what people think is the wasted potential there. Then you look at Braun Strowman, I I see a Ryback situation. I'm not sure if he wrestles again. He's not. First of all, he said he wouldn't. He said, yeah, yeah but that is, nah, you know, that motherfucker was lying. But that's what he was crushing all, the Indies. But what? Second of all is that they paid Braun a lot of money. And for him to do an indie booking, they have to pay him. Ain't nobody paying Braun that kind of money because there's nowhere for him to fit. Like, he couldn't go to a a GCW show or Ring of no. Honor. Because he has he to come in and squash people. Well, and he's and WWE you need some made. type of long-term commitment. Like He's also WWE made. That's what makes it really difficult. Yeah. Like, he wasn't... It's not like he had... He was he was a nobody ever said like Braun's a waste of talent. He was more of a waste of size. He's never a waste of talent. They booked him right. But then you say, oh, put him in AEW. Against who? He, I don't I don't see I see him staying at home. I don't see any reason for Braun to come out and do anything. He probably made he probably made a million bucks. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like they say they cash people out, right? So you you take it all with you. Just chill at home, figure it out, do a fishing show or some shit. I don't I don't know. Wait for them, hopefully to need you again in two years and you get the call back. Yeah. I mean, then they cut Lana, which I was like, all right, this is Eva Marie getting re- <laughs> they get rid of everybody for Eva Marie is like, all right, cool, whatever. Um uh Ruby Riot's gonna be huge when she hits the market. Heidi yeah, Lovelace, exactly. like, oh my god. Bruh, Everyone needs her. You couldn't have told me that in the riot squad, that Liv Morgan would be the last woman standing. It, I mean, maybe, but that's because of the look. That's because of what they they want. So I I probably could have said that. Ruby Ruby never really even hit her stride in NXT. No, she didn't. And she's a hell of a talent. And she's a hell oh, of a incredible talent. Incredible talent. Wrestling is a great wrestler. But so, it's, it's she's so gonna, weird. She's going to crush it. Here, here's like Ruby Riot should do great in the indies. And I feel like the strange thing, you know, when she goes back to Heidi Lovelace and she does, she they, they'll lean back into who she was. Then you look at Nikki Cross. They've gone completely away from what Nikki Cross used to be. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she's a goof as a character, not personally, but they made her a caricature of, of herself. It's like they stripped her down. Like you need women at the top of both shows to challenge for titles. And I don't know how they looked at the situation. and was just like, Oh, you could have done this with Ruby riot. You could have pushed her and given her title match. And they just didn't. I don't understand why. 
but she should clean up. Nikki Cross, I, you couldn't sell me on that idea. Oh, Nikki Cross is going to fight for the title. How? She's in. She's surviving two minute matches, and has terrible music now. I don't understand. Yeah, nah. It, it, I don't want more cuts to happen, but if they did, if they did, she's probably on the top of that list. Because it seems like they they like to use people right before letting them go. Well, that's that's the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. No, her and Jeff Hardy. Damn, they brought Jeff Hardy back for this. They brought Jin, they brought Ginger Mahal back to beat Jeff Hardy, and we ain't seen Ginger Mahal since at all. And Je- Jeff is just counting down the days to join Matt, and Matt's counting down the days for him to come over and join him. So publicly, no fucks given. So that's a weird thing. SmackDown's still good. Um, Roman Reigns dominant. I I don't like the idea of him versus Mysterio. No, I hate that's, it. That's a place filler that makes no sense and doesn't give him a legit opponent going in SummerSlam because somehow Jimmy and Jay got to get to the point where they're back together and rocking on the same page and they'll become tag team champions against Mysterio and Dominic. Woo-hoo. So I, I don't get why Roman Reigns is taking them on. Maybe there's a swerve this time. Maybe Jimmy takes his place and has to prove his worth or something. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about that. There's nothing more unconvincing than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, he's too green. Like, I think I don't want to knock him as a person. I'm just saying when I see him going over on established talent, and it's not that it just doesn't look convincing. Like the frog splash looks bad. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Nah, he needs he needs to be molded. Like the Rock's daughter's in NXT for like two years now. Yeah. Like, that's what he needs. Go down there, chill. Like, get some real time in. Yeah, and no, it's... He hasn't sunk in this sink or swim scenario, but he ain't out there breaststroking. Nah, sure he, he, he's doggy paddling at best, keeping his head afloat. So we'll see how that happens. AEW-wise, the numbers keep going down because they're on Friday. Listen, calm down. The numbers will go back up when they go back to their normal day of Wednesday. Yeah, it's playoffs, guys. It's playoffs. It's chill. Yeah, it's not not a huge deal. To hell with I will n- say this though. I will say this. The dynamite after double or nothing to close with Dustin Rhodes. What the fuck was that? Oh, and like a, some type of bullwhip match. That was like, shitty. Why? That was something. would Andrade it was like we debuted. Like, that was that was a very strange debut. Oh, get him away from Vicky Guerrero. As far away from her. No, let's not do this again. She adds nothing to the character. Wouldn't it have been so much better if, like, he just would have walked out in the middle yeah. of something? Just, like, from the crowd. Yes. Well, or on the pay-per-view you just had. Well, not Ominously to- at the end. I'm totally fine with them doing this on Dynamite. I'm totally fine not with Not when them. it's on a Friday. Not when it's on a Friday. You're absolutely right. No. I guess they had to debut on. I don't know. Yeah. But I would have been fine. You know, the Vicky Guerrero thing and, like, no music and... It's just weird. And Andrade's like an, a, a top tier talent. Yeah. Like the they fans were off. into it. The fans were excited until they saw Vicky and they were like, wait, this is weird. Yeah. She cooled him down. Just give Tia Trinidad the bag, reunite them, and let's let's go. Give them some music and, and let's let's shoot them to the moon. Now it's getting crowded. Crowded though. Now they got another uh, show. Yeah. But they don't got more pay-per-views. 
and they don't got more titles. So shit is getting crowded. I, I never believe that because you have more talent, you need more titles. I am okay yeah, that's never been your thing. Titles. No, um, but as long as they have more shows and they can move some of the talent that needs to be developed onto these other shows, because everybody doesn't need to be on a pay per view either. Oh, that's true. Um, but I, I also don't need a battle royal on every pay per view. No, I don't. We don't need that either. We don't need a battle royal on every pay per view either. But as long as the, the feuds are meaningful and you're like grooming talent to get better and you're moving them up, I'm fine with that. Because like private party, they still ain't ready. I like them. I like them. I like them as people. I like them as talent. But I still yeah. feel like they're yeah. still figuring That's out. That's adding things. nothing to them either right now. Like, I don't know. They need a new music, new outfit, need to lean more into who they are normally. Uh, free LAX while we're on the subject. <laughs> I don't mind that storyline, but still free LAX. Um, let's get to NXT then. Let's make our predictions because the show is running long. Um, NXT, good go home show. Yes. Good tag yes. matches. I was invested in everything. Triple H's reaction to the index, like Bobby being there and then hugging Dexter Lewis and him like, oh, that shit was so funny. Yeah, that was, was perfectly well done. I like that angle. It's fine. I still don't know what Dexter Lewis is as a wrestler, but I don't care. Him, him and uh, Indy's incredible angle there. Um, Io Shirai staying made my heart feel good. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen her in a while. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to pull up to their main roster. We're going to get the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> but, no, her coming back out, I think that's really good. So, like the way that they're going there. We get a good tag match teased already for next week's um, NXT. So probably the dark match for this. So everything cool about this week's episode. Going to the match card itself, Bronson Reed and MSK. I like that they've kind of paired them up together versus Legado Del Fantasma. Yeah, and I like that it's winner takes all with the championships. This is a smart way to get all that talent on the card. If you were going to do Bronson Reed, versus um, Santos anyway, I, I think this is a cool way of including everyone. It's going to make for a good match. Hmm. Um, Winner takes all is fun. I don't, we don't see that enough. No, I think it is fun. Don't get me wrong. I think the idea, the concept of it is fun, but I just, Bronson Reed and MSK is just a weird pairing to me. Yeah, but they both just got beef. Like, I, I don't see them as like, a, oh, we're chummy. Like, oh, no. I no we, we got beef with them. They're a crew. We're going to crew up. But I guess what makes it weird is to do a winner-take-all match with somebody you're not really familiar with. Like, yeah, like, that's, hey, you're relying a lot on the other person. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm going to war with somebody. I don't even know you, dog. And I got to put all my titles on the line. So, But yeah. I think the match will still slap. I think these guys will actually they'll get it in. Uh, Bronson Reed, I, I don't. I don't the, know. The mic work, uh, but I don't know. He's a fun wrestler, but I don't yeah. know. The I jolly was, big man never strikes, never strikes me in a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know the camera effects they use with him drive me nuts. Yeah, but, the shake. Yes. The, uh, no, but the, I'm just happy to be here, big man. Nah, I'm not a fan. Like you need some type of edge, even if you're a babyface. Need some type of edge. Um, uh, who are you picking? Oh, Bronson Reed's not dropping that. Yeah. Bronson Reed, MSK, MSK. Um, but Santos doesn't take the pin. No, he can't. Uh, Raul Mendoza. So, again, it protects them. I would have really liked to see this used, you know, main roster when the New Day had all the belts or an IC title. That's dope. Um, 
They could have used it for Undisputed Era. I, I like this stipulation. Like, yo, all or nothing. Let's get it. Yeah. I, for I like for a faction. But yeah. you, you made a good point. Like, yo, when we're a faction and we have the belts, we trust each other to put it on the line. This time, the people with the belts are like, yo, I don't know this guy. I don't know this cat. The fuck, you I, want, ch- what I trust him Put your for? future in his hands? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that is a little rough. Um, next match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. There's no way in hell Ember Moon wins no. this match. Ember had her spot on, on the go-home show. She had two eclipses, and that's all you get. Yeah. Who? Whatever. Yep. Whatever. Um, maybe this is where we get Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai split. Nah. Into an angle. I think they wait for TV to do it. Okay. But I, I think Dakota Kai probably turns baby, and that's the next challenger for Raquel. Going into SummerSlam. I just can't see the baby. I can't see Dakota Kai turning baby face. I see, I see she them was such a good baby face before. I know, but I see them positioning Raquel Gonzalez more as a baby face for whatever reason. I know, I know, I know. It's baby face diesel. Oh, Yeah, those are whack. Anyway. It's all bad. And then uh, <laughs> it's going to be a quick match. Mercedes Martinez versus Ailey. I don't. It might not be quick. It might not be quick. Uh, um, yeah, Mei Ying is going to curse Martinez. I think, listen, I believe the report, like some reports I take with a grain of salt, I believe the reports that Mercedes Martinez probably gets called up and ends up as um, muscle for Eva Marie. Oh, Christ. And this is how they write her off at NXT. She gets cursed. Sure. I mean, Zaylee's not losing. No, 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 no. I mean, this is, this Mei is part- Ying. Who is Mei Ying? Like, who plays Mei Ying? I don't know. But this is part of the reason why I think Raquel Gonzalez eventually turns babyface. Because of Zaya Lee. Oh, you think Zaya's next up? Might not be immediately next. I feel like it'll be Dakota and Raquel. And maybe maybe the summer. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like they, they want to turn Raquel Gonzalez babyface. And I don't know why. I would. I, I don't know. Like, the only other thing I can think of is... SummerSlam is such a weird pay-per-view because we get the superstar shake-up or the draft or whatever the fuck it's called like right after that in September, usually. Um, this year it might be even sooner. But we get it right after that. So there's always the possibility that they just hot tag someone and call them up like they did Keith Lee. Yes. And Raquel Gonzalez would be a prime candidate for that. Where, oh, you just won the belt. Oh, everything's looking good. Boom, you're on the main roster because you kind of fit Vince's mold. I hope you're wrong, but I, I do too. Um, match of the night in my eyes. I'm looking forward to Cameron Grimes versus oh. LA Knight. Ted DiBiase broke out the best belt in pro wrestling. It is back. The million dollar belt will hang on top of a gold ladder for Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Fuck it, I'm invested. Yo, Cameron, Cameron Grimes wins or we riot though? No. Yes. No. To the no. moon. Listen, one, I said LA Knight was over. He's not. This was the right way to fix his character because this works. Oh, he's going to be Steve Austin with the belt if he wins it, though. No, no, no. He's going to be like Stunning Steve. I think it fits LA Knight so much better, and you can turn Cameron babyface in the process. Okay. I kind of like asshole Cameron Grimes. I do, too. But knowing the WWE's mentality overall, Cameron Grimes has been playing babyface the entire time. With LA Knight. 
he's been the babyface. Like, oh, come on, Ted. Like, he's been playing babyface. <laughs> yeah. LA Knight's clearly the heel. And it, a lot of people say, well, Cameron should have. Can you really picture Cameron Grimes with that million dollar belt? If he does, DiBiase would need to align with LA Knight to try to get it off of Cameron Grimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, DiBiase and Cameron Grimes don't make sense together. DiBiase and LA Knight make a lot of sense together. Yeah. As a, as a pairing, they do. Yeah. I'm picking LA Knight. Damn, Cameron Grimes. So close yet again. Maybe, and maybe because of DiBiase. Maybe DiBiase costs him. Ooh, that's some real heel shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I need heel DiBiase, but like total yeah, asshole yeah. heel. That's what I need. <laughs> I need it. All right. Not bad at that. The, the main event, Karrion Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole versus Gargano versus Pete Dunn. This is lazy to me. Oh, it's going to be such a good match. Yeah, but this is this is lazy to me because it makes me wonder how much confidence they really have in Cross. Yeah, I mean, in your house last year was kind of a a random booking late too. So I I don't know. They just getting their best on TV, letting it fall where it falls, and then I think it breaks off into carrying Cross versus maybe Johnny Gargano. Um, Cross the babyface? I think they've been booking Cross as a babyface. He just got the shit kicked out of him by Adam Cole. So I think they're booking him as a babyface. Am I wrong? You might be right, but don't you think it's a terrible idea to turn a babyface? Oh, I no doubt. But I'm just saying, like, that's how they're booking him. No, but yeah, of course. I think it's a horrible idea to book him as a babyface. I think the problem with carrying Cross, and it's not his fault, but I think Triple H looks at him and sees himself hmm. and trips for better or worse always found his self into being a baby face when he had the belt like trips you're not a fucking baby face you, you didn't work best as a baby you work best as a heel but he always tried to make himself a baby face and he saw like the tattoos and the rocker shit and he thinks carrying a cross is like him and um, Scarlet's like Stephanie and he sees the power couple thing and I think he just looks at Karrion Cross and sees himself so he doesn't see a heel he sees a guy who can get over as a baby face because he always thought he could without realizing you're better as a heel so yeah I think they're booking him as a baby and I think Gargano versus Cross is a, a program to go into SummerSlam because Gargano will give a good match and do the job if need be and then Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole go again to finish off the blood feud I, mean, I don't know where the fuck this leaves Pete Dunn. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, ah, God. Oh, Pete Dunn's with Oni Larkin, so uh, he's going to f- figure out a way to go into a feud with uh, the other Undisputed Era guy who's training on a kickboxing bag. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish? What happened to Roderick Strong? Did he really quit? And they were like, oh, yeah, go on. He might have. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So here's my issue with Cross. And again, you're right. It's not Cross's fault. I think they hot shot at him too quick and there was nowhere for him to really go. Like they hot shot him to the title mm-hmm. and he got hurt and then he came back and they, had, him again. they put him right back in the title position and people aren't convinced yet. Mm. They're just kind of like, eh. now you're putting him. He's not in a real feud. He's facing four different people in a five way match. And yeah. are you going to make him look dominant in that performance? Like, what do you, and then you, you try to turn him baby face. Like he just got the title. Like, what are you doing? It's weird. I, I don't like the character, the gimmick, you know, the, the time, the time's up, all this shit. Like 
Cross, his character, Killer Cross, all that stuff that they just maintained the character all the way through, was a hunter. Right. He hunted people. That's the, the sand and your time. That's the gimmick, is hunting. They let him hunt one person, went to Keith Lee, and then it was title time. Like, that's tough. It doesn't fit the gimmick. Working from top, it's a gimmick that works from the bottom. Like, I'm coming after you. But now he's defending the title against four different people. And Adam Cole's the one coming after you. And all of them made you look like a complete dickhead on the go-home show. Oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole's on fucking fire, by the way. The promo he cut against Cross two weeks ago, he's on fire. Like, he is is nuking Cross to the point where the way this has been going, I can guarantee you that they're going, maybe we should just put the title back. But the fact that he stood strong, like, you know, that always makes me waver. But... Yeah, I mean, you can't ignore it, but that's Cole versus anybody. He's so fucking good that it's like it's it's hard to be like, yeah, well, let's just not put the title back on him because you could just always have the title. So this you know how this all started, you know, cross could be another candidate, by the way, to just don't to just. Oh, it's a shakeup. Oh, you got a blonde with you. Whoop. You know, you carry the reason why we're at where we're at right now is because of Vince McMahon. Wanna yeah. why? So Keith. Here's, yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee got hot shot into the title, wanted a great American bash in the calendar programming effort because they had the Wednesday night wars. Didn't need to take the title off of Cole at that particular point. As soon as he won the title, though, Vince called him up. And then he had two titles, lost them both in a month. Cross wins, drops it, Balor's champ, and then we're all convinced. Finn Balor, champ. Has yep. a bunch of title defenses. Comes back, loses the cross. Cross never really got the momentum he needed because he never really had the time. Because of Keith getting taken, they put Cross in that position too quick because yep. they just took the title off of Cole. This was their feeling it. Like, Triple H had a conference call today. And he, he sounded very defensive about NXT. Like, oh, if you guys think you're going to know what's going to happen, you're hurting yourselves by watching. I think Vince is pissed off because every time he tries to do some shit, Vince, I mean, uh, Vince comes around and ruins it for Triple H. Yeah, he's booking on the fly and he doesn't want to. Yeah. He wants long-term booking, but you can't when your roster is somewhat out of your hands. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to plot this for December. Oh, you're taking him now? Oh, Great. Well, there goes like three months of plans like, down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit. And he'd be probably like, yo, we don't operate down here like that. And Vince is like, this is how we operate. My name's on the building. Yeah, he's like, this is, this is McMahon. So it's 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 a weird thing, man, because it's like you can't really book hard because you you can't book long term because you never know when Vince is gonna come calling. Then the worst part about it is, is he takes your talent and he ruins them. <laughs> like he takes them and he just, just doesn't do anything fuck with, with them. you, and then cuts them. Yeah, and sends them like, back oh. to the Indies red hot. Like, <laughs> like, like yo, you know how much work they put into Almas? Like, let's be real. La Sombra was great. They took the mask off, gave him the valet. Gave him the entrances, gave him the music, gave him a five-star match, sent him up to the main roster. Cool. He was so hot that they put the U.S. title on him. Oh, shit, it still looks like it's going to work. Ditched him, let him go to catering, cut him, and is one of the biggest free agents of the year. Built off of what Triple H and them did in NXT. They rehabbed that boy. And Trips is like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Same thing, Aleister Black. That's yep. cool. Tommy End is great. But 
Tommy and the wrestler and the character were two different things. Found his character in NXT. Gave him the bomb fucking entrance, the smoke, the lifting, the rock band, ominous, the candles, black mass, bangers, five-star match, main roster. Goes up there, has a good WrestleMania moment. Nothing else. Cut him, one of the hottest free agents. Trips is like, yo, I'm building stars for other promotions. Yeah, that's basically what you're doing. At this point, Ricochet is next. I'm building stars for other promotions. You're sending them to the PC. You're sending them to NXT. We're teaching them what they didn't have coming in, which is how to talk, which is how to cut promos, which is how to work in front of a camera. They already know how to wrestle. Then you don't use them. You cut them. And we're sending sending them back with all of this knowledge. Oh, and plus we paid them a shitload. You're developmental not for the main roster, but for the rest of the indies. And that's all Trips is. Vince takes your toys like, this is cool. I don't like it anymore. He's giving these people all these tools. The promo classes, how to work and all this crazy. And they go and just use it everywhere and are mega stars. Because that was the only thing they were missing. It's absurd. It is is absolutely absurd. So I'm I'm gonna say the cross retains. Me too. On some Brock Lesnar booking type shit. He'll get a lot of rest spots. Yeah, it's just but man, like I this I don't think it's gonna be real hard for Cross to come out of this. And I'm still like, yeah, he's hot. Cross was hot when he came in. He's cooled off considerably. Yeah, he has to make a run at the end of this match where he just fucks everyone up and wins dominant. It's just it's just really difficult because you just haven't given that chance. But he should win. But I'm just not. I haven't been sold on any of this. Like I'm, everybody else is hotter than Cross going into a match where he's the champ. Yeah, that's wild. Even Pete Dunn. Yeah, that is so true. That is a hundred percent accurate. So we'll see how that plays out. That's our show for today. It was great actually combining all three shows again for once. Don't get used to it though. We'll be splitting our shows again going forward. We appreciate you staying throughout though. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes. Amazing guest coming up in June. So much fun with our guests that we've had recently. So make sure you check that out and everything else on that network. Shout out to Blue Wire. Shout out to all of the sponsors. Until next time, we're out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.